Time to get you set up for all the weekend's betting action across the sports world. It's BetQL Weekend, only on the BetQL Network. Oh, baby, here we go. The best part of my week, for sure, is sitting here with this guy, Jack Fritz. It's BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network, Mutton Fritz, Mike Mananski, WEEI in Boston, Jack Fritz, WIP. Fritz, what's up, man? I would say this is at least in my top four uh, favorite parts of the week. I wouldn't say my favorite, uh, but it's 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 right in there, I'd say. You know, having to sit down with you for the next hour talking about all the weekend sports. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I hope you enjoyed uh, your preseason Patriots last night. Oh, I did. We'll get to the Patriots. We will get to uh, Kevin Durant, who I didn't have a lot of interest in in talking about until this past week, where all of a sudden his list of teams he wants to get traded to is expanded. And boy, he is going to get traded. We'll get to that coming up in segment two. The hottest team in baseball might be your Phillies. And so we'll get Fritz's take on the Phils and their run in the National League, along with the Fritz list later on in the hour. But since you mentioned it, it's preseason football. Uh, I know you love it. I know you were locked in last night. Malik Willis look good in Tennessee. Ravens win again. Patriots have not one but two offensive coordinators calling plays. Let's go. Well, Fake football's in full swing, baby. Yeah, I was uh I was just so locked in on it uh, as I was watching the uh, train wreck <laughs> Woodstock 99 documentary uh cuz oh. I had an off night from the Phils. Um but I will say this. I will say this. My my first take off of uh preseason football last night is yeah. that I think uh, watching Malik Willis was kind of how I felt watching Patrick Mahomes the first time I saw him play. Uh, there's clearly wow. a ridiculous wow. upside to him. And it's wow. not going to be this year. It's not going to be this year. But at some point, Malik Willis is going to take over for, over for that team. They're going to see what he does and then see what Ryan Tannehill does. And the the team's going to be like, are you kidding me? We have we have Captain Dink and Dunk all over the field and, and Ryan Daniel. <laughs> Meanwhile, Malik Willis is just like flicking the wrist 60 yards down the field, making people miss in the open field. Um, he's going to be a project. We know it. I mean, he went to Liberty. He um, He's a third-round pick. But I, I, honestly, I was surprised he was a third-round pick. Because every time I watched him, I was like, there's obvious ridiculous upside here. A team should take advantage on him uh, 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 or take a, take a shot on him. So um, I was impressed by Malik Willis, and I think – you know, as this goes along, uh, he's going to eventually take over for that team. And, and frankly, I can't wait for it. Yeah, he looked awesome. And that's the, the the best part of preseason, especially early in this preseason. Like, if you have rookies that are playing, then you get to see them up close for the first time. You know, Tyquan Thornton, the wide receiver the Patriots took, who's got blazing speed, caught a touchdown last night immediately here in New England. It's Tyquan Thornton, might be Bill Belichick's best wide receiver pick ever he certainly oh. can't be worse than Nikhil Harry cannot be worse than it only, Nikhil took, Harry. Him, but it I only mean, took him 20 years yeah they not not his strength not one of Bill's uh, strengths is finding wide receivers uh we can go through an entire hour doing that we've done that over and over here in New England but that's that's the fun part once you get past those guys come out of the game I mean I I give you credit if you were sitting around betting on this and watching these guys in the fourth quarter Bailey Zappi uh and Tyrod Taylor going back and forth for Giants and Patriots, but seeing rookies, yeah, and and being able to see what you might have in a draft pick, that's the best part of preseason. Uh, the second half, when you're watching guys who are going to be doing something else besides football, I admit I bailed. I bailed pretty early on Pats and Giants, and watched a lot of highlights of other teams today. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, the players playing in the third and fourth quarters of these games, maybe they can join us on BetQL weekends. Uh, sure. they, they might be looking for Welcome. might be looking for new work. I will say, I totally respect the work of uh, Sean Marash of the BetQL Network and uh, CBS Sports Radio. Watched every down of the Giants no. Patriots preseason game, and hey. Like Danny Dimes from the highlights didn't look terrible. <laughs> um, Brian Dable does it again, baby. I mean, Brian Dable, if you want to talk about like our guys on this show, Mutt, would you say oh, that yeah. Brian Dable is a one seed for our guy? Yeah. Oh, he's a one seed now that Cam Smith's going to live tour. Cam Smith's out. We need Brian Dable in. He is he is one of our guys uh, for sure. Poor Kenny, poor Giants fans watching Kenny Galladay not be able to get past Patriots rookie cornerback. God, that guy stinks. Maybe a guy Stafford just made. That's another part. You know, when guys are playing in the first half or second half of these games who are talented players, you're like, okay, that guy stinks. So you mentioned the Titans. I I, I want to start here because our producer Zach asked a very good question off the air. We want to talk about it here on the BetQL network. And the Titans are actually part of this conversation. That's teams last year in the NFL, Fritz, that made the playoffs, but we don't think you're going to make the playoffs this year. And admittedly, there are much better betting opportunities from a price perspective in the NFC than the AFC. Uh, but I think there are a couple chances here. And I, I'll start with my Patriots, and I've talked about them a lot on this show. They made the playoffs last year with the extra wild card spot. They're bringing back Mac Jones year two. They're uh, minus 200, basically. Uh, you got to lay the 200 to win 100, basically, to, to not to miss the play, not to make the playoffs here in 2022. I don't think they're going to. Like, I, there was nothing that I've seen so far in preseason to the point where last night, Mac and the offense didn't play. And Andrew Callahan of the Herald is reporting, basically his opinion was they weren't ready to go with this new offense they have. They're not ready to go in preseason one. They're not that talented in any way. Defense does not look to be a, a stifling Patriot defense. So I think I lay the 200 to, to win 100 on it. But to me, if I had to do a draft here back and forth, the first team I want that made the postseason a year ago that I don't have confidence going to make it this year, I would take the Patriots out of the AFC to miss the playoffs this year and maybe spend a bunch of money next year and get back in the postseason. Oh, listen, couldn't be more with you, pal. Um, I, like every report is is that the offense can't do anything. Like, like yep. they have the Matt Patricia, uh, Joe Judge led whatever, and they can't do anything. And you know, again, it, it's just I don't under like I can't tell if Bill is just being egotistical here and saying <laughs> I'm going to figure out because figure this out because I'll answer it. Yes. Yes, yes. I'll answer before you. Yes, the answer is that's exactly what he's doing. He thinks that he can bring his friends in, Judge and Patricia, and it's just going to work, and I have no faith it's going to work. The second, I mean, honestly, like, when Bill Belichick leaves, it'll be a good day for the Patriots franchise. So you can finally move into the, the modern NFL where you can actually <laughs> move the ball down the field, have some weapons. I, Bill Belichick is past his prime. He is, he is like oh. epicenter. Oh, it's over. Okay. Um, so I'll say, I'll agree with you, the Patriots out. The first team for me that sticks out of the playoff teams last year that I don't think will make it this year is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I know they have a, a, a great defense. Uh, PJ Watts, great. Mike Tomlin has never, you know, never been under 500, whatever. Mike Tomlin also, for his entire career, has had Big Ben, who. You know, for most of his career, was a top 10 quarterback, top five in some years. Last couple of years has sure. been obviously bad. Um, but this year, he's got a, a major shift, and it's going to be Trubisky. They, there's talk that Mason Rudolph actually looks the best in camp, which sounds like a disaster. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then there's Kenny Pickett, who, like, 
Yeah. I never thought it was that good anyway. I mean, I would, again, my, like I would hope that a 24-year-old playing in the ACC would put up good numbers. Like, especially with, with, with uh, the receiver who we had that eventually got the big NIL deal with USC. Like, yeah, he had some weapons out there. So, like, yeah. congrats on, on, on Kenny Pickett. But also, you were 24 playing against younger players in the ACC, which isn't a great division for football anyway. So, um, I would take the, the, the Steelers as, as one of my teams that are going to be out. It's just too, it's the ju- I mean, it's minus 450. So to me, I mean, they're, of these teams we're going to talk about here, they are the biggest favorite that made it a year ago. So congrats on being a chalk eating weasel and giving us out the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not, I'm, about, I'm not making that bet. I'm not following you. I believe in Mitch and, and I believe what? in the buzz about their rookie wide receiver. And I believe in Mike Tomlin. I'm not, I'm not making the bet. Not oh. that, the, the, the odds are terrible. You're giving us minus 450 on a team that might Listen. be risking the AFC North this year. What is this a betting show? I wasn't looking at the yes, office. it kind of is. I know, I know you're not used to that, but I know you're betting right now. You took a hiatus because you're doing so bad in baseball. But yes, we try to give some occasionally some value on this show. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, listen, don't don't get mad at me. I didn't know. Like, listen, first off, what do you what do you like about Mitch Trubisky? Tell me, tell me one thing that is interesting about Mitch Trubisky. What? Because he was under table. The show's not long enough to say my Mitch Trubisky love. He can't be worse than Big Ben was last year. Big Ben, you're right. Much of his career, top 10 quarterback. He sucked last year. And so whether it's Mason Rudolph, it's Mason Rudolph, they're probably screwed. But Mitch or Kenny Pickett, they'd be in the mix. Anyone else in the AFC there, Fritz? I mean, you mentioned Tennessee. Uh, I think they're the other team I'd be interested in fading this year. No A.J. Brown. Obviously, there's some quarterback controversy already there with what Willis did last night. I'd lay the minus 110 on them. But Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincy, Vegas, who I like. I probably stay away from those, but Tennessee and the Pats, I'd be in on missing the postseason. Yeah, I would say I like Tennessee to miss the playoffs. I know it's minus one ten, whatever. If you're looking for good value, I just think the Colts are the better team. You know, I just think the I think the Colts are are, are a better team. You know, they remind me a couple of years ago they won eleven games with Philip Rivers, and I pretty much think that Matt Ryan at this point and Philip Rivers at that point are generally the same. Yeah quarterback I so agree. you know yeah. Carson Carson's just not a game manager kind of quarterback he's like a tries to do the risk it um thing even though it like never works out for him and he refuses to change which is always a good idea um so I think they'll be I think they'll win that the AFC South and then I know you're in on the the Raiders and I'm sure that the odds are not very good on this but I would pick them not to make the playoffs just because yeah. I need to find out if the Chargers and Broncos get in I think they both make it over the the Raiders either way the AFC South is going to be remarkable all right, in the NFC, I, I, I cannot wait. Uh, Ray, we we talking about that division really all summer and should be, as you said a couple weeks ago, maybe the best division we've seen in the NFL uh, in the last decade or so. In the NFC, there are some better betting opportunities, some big plus money available if you want to go against some teams that made the playoffs last year. I'll start since you're deferring to me again. Thank you, buddy. With a team that we are not fans of, the Arizona Cardinals. I don't believe in yep. Cliff Kingsbury. I think the hype there is fake. The Kyler stuff was weird in the offseason. No Hopkins for six weeks. Uh, to me, they are an easy easy team to fade. And by the way, their playoff game a year ago was an embarrassment. One of the worst playoff games ever. The first wild card Monday night game. And they absolutely failed in that spot. It's minus 150. A little bit of juice there. But I, they'd be my first pick in the NFC not to get back to the playoffs. The Arizona Cardinals with a coach that is way overrated. Yeah, and, and as I was looking at the teams that made it last year, the Cardinals definitely jumped out. 
Um, you know, I think it's actually, it, I, I put them out and I put the Vikings in. Um, I think, yeah. the, I think the Vikings make the playoffs. I think that they're, um, I mean, they had 14, I think 14, 13 or 14, one score, uh, games last year. So they were obviously close to being better than they were, um, as their record turned out to be last year. So, um, I would put the, the Cardinals out, the Vikings in, I still think the, the, the Packers win the NFC North just out of respect for Rogers and his new, uh, his new training regiment that he figured out. Um, <laughs> and even without Devontae Adams. So, um, I had them out. The other team that sticks out and it, it's a bit of a bold decision here. Um, but I'm picking the Cowboys. Uh, they have not yeah. made the playoffs. They've not made the playoffs in back-to-back years since 06, 07. You know, it's been that long since they've done that. They have been one of those teams that every year there's hype around them heading into the season. But when I look at this team, it's like they lose Cedric Wilson. They lose Amari Cooper. They lose Lyle Collins. Um, they lose Randy Gregory. They CeeDee Lamb, I think, is great. But it's like... I always feel like he's just missing that game takeover receiver-ness. You know what I mean? Like, like he's very good. He makes big plays. But I don't know if he's like a 1A alpha receiver. I think he's like a 1B. Um, I think both him and Amari Cooper are actually 1Bs. Um, so I think he's good, but I don't know how good. Zeke Elliott's like 25 pounds overweight, apparently, which is not great. Well, Tony Pollard's um, the guy there anyway. Should be, Tony Pollard he doesn't play enough. He's, he's better than he Zeke. Should be. He should be. Than yeah, maybe Zeke, maybe Zeke could be a fullback. You know, maybe he could, he could be the fullback and, and lead the charge. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I think they lost a lot of talent. Uh, I think Mike McCarthy is terrible. Um, and Dak now making 40-some million dollars a year. Like, it all falls on him to, to kind of lead this offense. And you know, I think I think Dak's good, but I put him in like the Kirk Cousins tier of can he carry a team by himself? And I don't think he can. All right. So pe- the people need your Eagles take. They're plus 150. You want to bet that and miss yep. the postseason with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. What do you want to do with them as a plus 150 price right now? Are they in or out in your mind? They made it a year ago. Are they back in this year? They are in for me. They are. Um, the schedule is Shock. easy. Um, I will say, though, I don't know if you watched the first episode of Hard Knocks. But man, is Dan Campbell like I, I can't believe he's plus four hundred four thousand for for coach of the year. I think it already <laughs> jumped down. I think he's like I think he's like plus three thousand now. But regardless, I mean, you want to talk about a guy I'd run through a brick wall for? Like the Eagles are like barely practicing; they're having like hour practices. Meanwhile, Dan Campbell's hitting on the first day, so that game is starting to worry me. I would definitely take Lions plus four, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. But I think the Eagles. There you go. I think the Eagles. I think the Eagles do make the playoffs. Um, you know, hurts like. He, all he has to do is be a game manager, just hand the ball off, you know, get the ball in A.J. Brown's hands. The, the defense is much, much better. They're dominating the Eagles' offensive camp. So um, I'll say the Eagles are in, and I'll take the Cowboys out. Yeah, I would keep it on. I mean, I, I think it's going to be okay. Uh, I think Tom Brady's going to be okay, but a weird, weird situation there. Yes. He's missing a whole yes. week and a half, two weeks. I guess it's a personal issue, but if this thing lingers, you can get them at plus 450. You're going to fail. The, the divisions, I, I, I couldn't do it, but it's something to monitor uh, because if you do get some news on Brady, maybe hesitant about coming back, maybe there's a battle there uh, with the family, they might be worth jumping on before the news breaks. So I, I'd keep an eye on that. Uh, it's going to be fun because every year there's a little bit of turnover in the postseason, especially in the NFC, uh, and I look forward to seeing what teams are in and what teams are out. We'll focus on teams that missed the playoffs a year ago. We think we'll make it this year. We'll do that next week here on the show. But coming up, the biggest topic in the NBA every day is Kevin Durant. And there are two new teams on a list where he wants to go. 
We'll get to it next. BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Weekend with Mike Mananski and Jack Fritz on the BetQL Network. All the big sports stories, all the big betting angles, Mutt and Fritz. Fritz just realized in the first segment this is indeed a betting show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Some people call it the Twitter. Uh, Mutt, W-E-E-I, and Jack Fritz, W-I-P. We'll get to Fritz and his tweets about running miles for fills coming up. Uh, in the third segment of the show, because his fills are red hot. But how about our basketball teams front and center this week? Ian Begley, yep. SNY, had the report. The Celtics and Sixers are now on the list of teams, preferred teams, which I don't know what that means. Does that mean, like, it's like preferred seeding? I, I don't know what the terminology is, but the Celtics and Sixers now preferred teams of Kevin Durant. And before we get to the landing spots, potentially, for Durant, we should set this up, Fritz, because it was a wild week where – Durant has already asked for a trade. He apparently told the the Nets he'll stay, but they got to fire the coach and the GM. And then Mark Stein reported on Wednesday that Durant's contract is different than other NBA contracts. He gets paid half of his $42 million salary before the season starts. So this dude can sit out and not miss games. All the reports were, well, he won't miss games. He wants to play. Not going to be a big deal. Well, he gets a check for $21 million before October 1st, he can sit the entire first half he wants to and not lose any money. I don't know where you were. I, I kind of thought maybe this was a power play to keep Kyrie Irving there and get him some money. I'm now convinced in the middle of August, he's definitely going to get traded, right? Yeah, and I think that's already been decided because, you know, Joe Asai came out and, and threw his support behind his front office. He's he's not going to move yeah. on from Sean Marks. He's, and it doesn't seem like he wants to um you know be forced to yes i don't think he likes being told what to do i guess in a way uh by, sure. by kevin durant um i mean i i just I, I couldn't get over the quote when when the first initial trade request came out where he was like uh i'd rather have a a, a gritty group of of players that you know make the eighth seed or then all these superstars i'm like well that's cute but also you're you're willfully throwing away a chance to win a title it's so, stupid yeah. it's cute but stupid just call it dumb come on it's very dumb it's very dumb so uh he seems like he is not thrilled with the kevin durant uh kyrie irving uh <laughs> pairing here so yeah it, it, it seems like this the whole thing's gonna come down my thing is though my, like i just don't know where he goes like I, it doesn't seem like he really wants to play in boston he wants to play in boston but with marcus smart but you're not getting you know, you're not getting uh, Jalen Brown without also attaching Marcus Smart or Robert Williams, whatever, to the, sure. the trade package. I don't think he loves Boston. Like, I don't think he likes a huge fan of the the, the team and whatever. Um, and with the, with the Sixers, it's like, yeah, it, it makes sense. You, you have Tyrese Maxey, I guess. Um, he's a young player that, that a lot of people believe in around the league, uh, has taken massive jumps. But other than that, I mean – they don't have their own first round pick until 2029. Um, so, <laughs> so they have, but they can't do pick swaps if they wanted. So they can do like pick swaps sure. in, in 24, 26, 28. And if you're the Nets and you know, you're, you're thinking, okay, well, we're going to be bad for a couple of years here. We, we can get some talent. And if we make the Sixers trade, it, Katie has four years left. He's 34 years old and B probably has like four years left. So what are they going to be after that? Maybe you, you can luck yourself into a, a top five pick. So 
know, I, if they want to think of it that way, I think they'd be smart to do that. But other than that, I mean, like the, the Suns can't do it anymore because of the Andre Ayton thing. The yep. uh, Heat can't trade Bam uh, because they have Ben Simmons on the roster and they can't have two players under the same contract or some stupid rule like that. So yep. I just don't know where he goes. And it's like, well, it, it seems like the, the bridges are burned with, with the Nets. So can he just go back and play? But he also said he's not playing there if Sean Marks and, and, and Steve Nash are the coach. So, like, I just – I don't know where he goes, Mutt. I don't know. Well, you mentioned – so the odds right now. So right now, the expectation is going to get traded. Like, and I'll use Odd Shark uh, as the latest odds. So the most recent odds I found for where he might go. The Celtics scoring Odd Shark are a minus 175 favorite. Where, up, where he could end up next. Uh, they are the favorite by far. We'll get to some other teams here in a second. You were mentioning the Celtics reports. You know, it's been really, I will tell you, from a fan base perspective here in Boston, the fan base likes Jalen Brown. And I think basically if you did a poll question of uh, Celtics fans, would you rather Jalen Brown for the next four years or Kevin Durant? Jalen Brown would win that thing by far. I'm not in that group. I think Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum would be a championship pairing. And I, I don't care about... The, the long-term, the longevity of a 10-year window. I want the team to win. And I believe Durant and Tatum, some combination of those two with Ime Yudoka coaching those two and a representative team around them, I think that's a legit NBA championship team. And so I'm okay with trading Jalen Brown. I would trade Marcus Smart, which apparently the Celtics don't want to do. And Durant threw a monkey wrench in there because he said he wants to play with Smart, which to me was like, it's almost like needling the nets. Like, good luck getting this trade without – I want Marcus Smart to stay there. Now Robert Williams' name has come up. Am I crazy to want to give up Jalen Brown and another young player like Williams or Smart for Durant? Am I am I too close to it? Am I, am I too obsessed with the player in Durant, as you said, 34 years old, that might not be that type of player anymore? I don't think you are. If I was in your position, I would 100% make that trade. You know, I think Jalen yeah. Brown's good. He's good. But you're talking about acquiring a top ten player of all time. I mean, potential totally top agree. ten player of all time. Like, and he's, oh yeah, he you is. know, the I, I'm not, I'm not worried about the injury stuff that much. He, athletes today can play forever with the modern advancements in, in injury stuff. So you know, I know the Achilles happened, and I get that. The one thing is, is he reliable? Like in a year, in a year from now, is he frustrated yeah. with Boston and wants out? That's the only thing that would give me cause for pause. But if I'm if I'm Boston and I have a chance to turn Jalen Brown into Kevin Durant, it's like sign me up. And like Robert Williams is fine, you know. And I, I think I think you like I think Boston likes him a lot more than than most people. I mean he's he's a he's a, a good defensive big, but I also think you yeah. can you can find them in the draft. You know, again, none of that is stopping me from from going after Kevin Durant. And and again, like if they get KD. There's no one in the East stopping this team. You know, you have Jason Tatum, who's already proven to be, you know, a killer in the playoffs. You have you have KD, who has done it before. And you have a really good, you know, ecosystem around him where he should be able to thrive. Um, and I think he's really looking for a, a, a spot like Boston. Like, if I was him, I would be looking at Boston, and I'd be looking at Miami. You know, they have, they have good cultures. They have, they have handled superstars before. And, good you know, too. Brooklyn yeah. – yeah, and, and Brooklyn was just a place that, you know, they never really had a plan. You know, they just get, oh, let's get all this stuff together. Let's have Steve Nash who's never done it before. We let's get Sean Marks. Like it, it never, like there's just no, there's no culture of winning there. 
Whereas if, if I'm KD, I need to get to what I had in Golden State that I left. And I think the closest things to that on the East Coast are the Celtics and Heat. And probably not my Sixers, but whatever. Well, let's. I, I want to stop on your Sixers for a second because that's the other team apparently that he's added yep. to his list. And so I, I'm okay with as a Celtics fan. Like, I'd give up Jalen Brown. Obviously, there are young players on your team they're going to ask for. won't be Embiid. Are you willing to give up like that huge group of young players and draft picks? Do you think it's worth it for Philadelphia to make a move like that, investing young players and picks and hoping that, as you said, Embiid and Durant work over that four-year window? Because I think if you're making the trade, you're expecting at least one championship. And you could justify saying, we win in the next four years with Durant's four years left between 34 and 38, then it makes the trade worth it. That's how I would look at it, and I'm looking at it now. Do you look at it that way, and should the Sixers be thinking about going all in for Kevin Durant? Well, if you thought that Celtics fans were crazy for not wanting to put Jalen Brown in a trade package I do. For, I do think for that Kevin is. Durant. Yeah, imagine being here when people tell you that they wouldn't put Tyrese Maxey in a trade package <laughs> for Kevin Durant. You're not. No, that's, no one has called the Marks and Reese show. No one has called your show on WIP and said that. I don't believe that. So we, we did this a couple of weeks ago, and I would say seven out of ten callers did not want to put Tyrese Maxey in a trade in a trade package for Kevin Durant. It was like I usually, I have a good pulse in the fan base down here. I I, I oh, genuinely yeah. I, I believe that um, they love their baseball team more than the football team. I mean that that sounds like you know I definitely have a good pulse <laughs> in the fan base. Um, but I was genuinely shocked. You know, like it's almost as shocking as believing Hurts can be a franchise quarterback being paid forty million a year. Like it's like those two things. I just genuinely, I, I don't, I can't believe people see. But whatever, yes, I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, Maxi, it probably have to be Maxi Toby to make the the salaries match. Um, Matisse Thybul, who's whatever, like you can just add him to the deal. Um, and then, like, pick swaps in 24, 26, 28. And if you're the Nets, you have to bank on the post and bead, post K86 not being very good and, um, and, and, and take the shot there. And if you're the Sixers, like, they, they can't win a title right now with Harden and Embiid and, and Maxi. If you add Kevin Durant, you obviously have a way better chance. And it's just so oh, yeah. interesting because the whole reports last year were like, uh, KD and, and Harden don't like each other. Harden came into camp out of shape and that annoyed KD. And then now this offseason, they're like backpacking through Europe together. I mean, they were working out in Barcelona the other day. They were seeing Travis Scott in, in LA. Like they're just, they're all over the place, all over Europe, KD and, uh, KD and Harden. So it looks like the, the fences have been mended there. Um, and like, I, I think the Sixers have been discounted far too much in, in their ability to get a KD trade done. Cause in the NBA, we know that, that the, the players have a ton of control. And if KD just says, I want to play in Philly and I'm not going to show up if Boston yeah. trades for me, then it completely throws all of your trade packages out the window. You know, like, so, yeah. so yeah, you could see a maxi and three pick swaps trades for, for KD. Like, cause that's how, it, that's how it works in the NBA. Like stars don't get traded for, for huge trade packages. Like the Nets, the Nets have been so delusional since day one. I mean, I think they were excited, like, okay, Katie's asking out, we're going to get a haul back of young players. They asked for Anthony Edwards and, and Carl Anthony Towns. They asked for, for, for Jason Tatum and, and, and Jalen Brown. Like, do you know how the NBA works? Do the Nets know how it works? It's, it's, it's insane. So, I mean, I think they, they need, do, to, I mean, they, they need they, to recalibrate. 
It it feels to me that it, it's a little bit, and and you're probably too young. You're like 21 years old or whatever. So you probably forget how the Kevin Garnett stuff went down. Car- Garnett did not want to be a Celtic, not for a second right. when he was going to be traded from Minnesota. The Timberwolves shopped around and realized we can't get a great deal for Kevin Garnett. We're not getting the offers we thought. And so eventually Garnett was convinced or basically had to be convinced that this was the best spot for him. And it worked out to a championship. And I don't know, maybe I'm trying to tie it together too loosely, but it does feel like Katie's got to go through the same process. I wanted to go to Phoenix. I wanted to go to Miami, but the real teams I can go to, if I want to go back to Brooklyn, I can, or I can go to Boston or Philadelphia. And I'm with you. I, I think it's one of those two teams right now that feel very likely. I know the Warriors are three and a half to one. I, I see no scenario where the Warriors end up with them. Uh, I don't think he's going to Phoenix because of the things you said. So uh, I like the idea of Durant ending up in Boston or in Philadelphia. It's great for the Eastern Conference. Either way, it's great for us uh, if it does happen. Uh, you mentioned the MVP stuff off the air to me. We're going to his MVP odds. He's 11 to one. He's the fifth choice right now. He'd be a tough sell if he ends up on the Celtics, because I think him and Tatum potentially from a scoring standpoint could kind of cancel each other out. If he ends up in Philly and Embiid's the big guy there and sort of Harden defers and Durant's the go-to and they win, I don't know, 60 some odd games and get a one or a two. I, I, I could see him in Philadelphia at 11 to one being a really, really smart bet on the Celtics, even the Nets. It wouldn't be as appetizing for me. Well, the Nets wouldn't be good enough. I wouldn't think, you know, unless, yeah, and, too. Yeah. unless he goes on like, I could totally say if I'm KD and I'm just trying to read his mind, I kind of have a feeling of like a, a KD revenge tour. You know, he's, he's a guy that we know lives on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure he's heard all off season, like, <laughs> Oh, he's injury prone. He's 34. He's not as good anymore. And he hasn't made it out of the first round or, or made it out of the second round uh, with, with, with Brooklyn. I could totally see a revenge door, uh, a, re- a revenge tour KD kind of MVP run here for, Plus 1,100, you know, Luke is the favorite right now. Um, and I understand why. He's got a huge usage rate. And now Jalen Brunson's no longer there. So I'm, I'm curious to see who emerges kind of as his, um, you know, you know, his Robin, I guess, in a way. Um, yeah. But you have, you have him, you have him, Luke is down there. And Bede, I just think if, if he hasn't won it the last couple of years, I don't think it's going to happen this year. Uh, Jokic, there's no way they're giving him three he can't MVPs. Win it again. He should... no, no. <laughs> I mean, three MVPs. All right. Three MVPs should be all-time greats. Even two-time MVPs should be all-time greats. Nikola Jokic has never been out of the first round. Are you kidding me? Like, this is a, this is as bad as the Nash MVPs. Like, this is as bad as the Steve Nash back-to-back MVPs when Kobe, who, who is far and away a better player than Steve Nash, like, Kobe has one MVP. That, like, that can't happen. Like, that can't happen. It, it cannot happen. So... Uh, enough with the Jokic crap. I'm out. I'm out on the Jokic stuff. Um, and, and KD, KD plus 1100 on a revenge tour, I think is is pretty good value. Yeah, but not, you agree not with the Nets, though. You have to be on a better team than the Nets. Yeah. And ideally a team where he's the primary scorer. That's the scenario for the MVP. Yeah. If he ends up in Miami, I like, I like it even more. Because then Jimmy can kind of defer to him and he can just be a superstar down in Miami. But yes, uh, the Nets won't happen. I agree with you with the, with the Celtics. You know, I think there's only one ball and Tatum needs to get his. Um, Sixers. Sixers, Sixers, Sixers. I could see it. He's I could see be, it. You also, maybe, I, this, this, thanks to you and Zach, our producer, I had to look at MVP odds. Devin Booker, 38 to 1. 
is one I may have to invest in this weekend. Coming up, investing in the Philadelphia Phillies. Fritz has been doing that. We'll get to the Fritz list as well. Do not go anywhere. Mutt and Fritz, BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Weekend with Mike Menansky and Jack Fritz on the BetQL Network. Home stretch on your Saturday or Friday, depending on when you're listening. BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network, also on Twitch. It's twitch.tv at BetQL. Mutt and Fritz, you follow Jack on Twitter, like Jonathan Papelbon does. It's Jack Fritz, WIP. Uh, you know that you've been running. Once again, Fritz, you're caught up in this thing where you run a mile. For Philly's winning streaks, a seven-mile run this week. How, how do legs feel? Do you feel like you've have you gotten better shape this summer with the Red Hot Phillies and your miles for Phil's wins? Dude, it's weird because like, like it's still hard, and I I run every day. Uh, well, I, I don't run on Sundays, um, but I run pretty much every day. Lord's at day. Least. You can't run on the Lord's Day. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we all have to rest, and um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing like four miles a day and I still feel like, like I, it's almost like I plateaued. Like I was about like two thirty five ish and then ish. Wow. And then, and, and now, well, relax, buddy. Come on. Um, and now <laughs> it's <laughs> it was mostly muscle. Um, and then yeah. now, <laughs> and, then, and now I'm down to like two fifteen. but I feel like I've been two fifteen for like a little bit now. Um, so, I mean, I guess that means I should probably stop eating and change my diet and not have beers and not have ice cream sandwiches, but also that stuff makes me happy. So I'm in a tough, uh, it's been a tough spot, but the seven miles is good. It, it, I have to get it out early cause it's been so freaking humid. And then of course I wake up today and walk outside and it's like a beautiful 68 degrees with no humidity. And meanwhile, yesterday I was dying. I was also an idiot yesterday. Because uh, there's this really big hill in my town, and it, it's like a long hill, too. It's not just, like, very fast. You can get up and down. And I was like, oh, I'll just run to the bottom of it, and then I'll run through the neighborhood, and I'll miss the hill. And then I started running sure. through the neighborhood, and I got turned all the way back around. So I had to go back up the super, like, long hill, and it was a disaster, and it took out most of my leg strength for the day. But other than that, everything is going great. I did not run today. I instead played basketball to get a little sweater. All right. Well, that was good. Marlon took care of that. Uh, but your Phillies, by the way, so you're running for Phils. Like they're yep. they're a legit team right now. Six bets record. They're winning a million games. Like as, as our producer Zach, who's a diehard Mets fan, so you guys right. been texting all weekend. I can't wait for these ridiculous texts about this series, Phils and Mets. Like, are you advising our audience? You advise us to buy in when they made the coaching change, the managerial change to be a playoff team. So hopefully that pays off for me. Uh, are you advising people now on the Phillies? Going forward, National League, World Series, where do you feel since you are the world's biggest authority on Philly baseball? Well, I am excited for this weekend. Um, let me just start there. It, it's Phil's Mets. Um, if I was worried, uh, I'm not. I mean, they face the best opener in baseball today in Zach DeGrom or, or Jacob DeGrom. So, you know, he's a good opener. He'll start the game and then he'll hand it off to the bullpen to, to finish the job because we all know that he, he can't go deep into baseball games. Uh, Scherzer on Saturday will be tough. Fully admit that. Um, we got Knowles, though. And then uh, Chris Bassett versus Wheeler on, on Sunday will be good. So, yes, uh, Zach and I are not talking. Um, we are not communicating. He's oh. trying to put stuff in the chat. 
Um, but frankly, uh, completely block that out. Do not care. It's a business trip this weekend up to uh, Shea Stadium. And then we got, <laughs> we got, <laughs> we got four, Mutt. We got Shea four. Stadium. Four, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, my bad, my bad. City Field, City Field. Um, I was just thinking back to the old days. You know, it's been a decade. Yeah, eighty-six. Yeah, game. Keith Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. Well, Keith Hernandez is dead to me after what he said this week. So, um, we we've moved He's on. A past Keith He's a legend. Wasn't by the way. Was it wrong about Phillies? They don't play clean baseball. He was right. Uh, for the last month and a half, they played. They 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 made. Five errors in the month of July. Five total for an so entire sensitive. month. You get so sensitive yeah, when people criticize sensitive. your team. It's like they're it's not your kid. If I was making fun of your kid, I would get it. It's the it's a baseball team, and you get all sensitive about it. God. The Phillies are one of the five most important things in my life. So uh, <laughs> please relax. Um it's it's basically like talking about children. Like I know I don't have any yet, um, but I bet I envision like when I do. They'll be in the same-ish tier, the Phillies and my kids. Um, I think about them a lot. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, I do think there's value in them making the NL, the NLCS. Um, I think they're a legitimate baseball team. Well, fifteen to one to win the National League. Fifteen to one. Yeah, that's a big ask. like I think I'd have to see the, the the series odds when I get there, but I definitely think they're better than the Brewers or Cardinals. Neither of those teams uh, scare me. Now, if they make it to six seed, they would have to uh, play all three games on the road, which wouldn't be fun. But like I just don't think those teams are that good. And just to be to be totally fair and honest about this Phillies team, like they've been they've been really a complete team for the first time again in like a decade. Their starting staff has been pretty good. Uh, you know, I think that Wheeler Nola, Ranger Suarez is a good one, two, three. And then yep. four, uh, Kyle Gibson gives them a, a pretty good outing every, you know, I feel like three good starts, one bad start. So I don't know when I'm getting that from Kyle Gibson, but that's what he is. And that's what you expect from a four or five. Noah Syndergaard is the one who is just like, not a fan of, not a fan of, but he wouldn't play in a postseason series regardless. The bullpen has been really good ever since Rob Thompson took over. Joe Girardi was such a disaster from that standpoint. So the bullpen's good. The defense has been good. I mean, five errors in all of July, and like two of them happened in the same inning. So that doesn't even count. And it was extra innings, so it doesn't matter. Um, and then and then the offense, which has been the big thing, like, you know, Schwarber's, Schwarber could be out for a little bit here with his calf strain. That would be a big blow. But on paper – They've been very good for the last month on offense, and they're getting Bryce Harper back. So, you know, I think it could be a good time to, to buy low on a, on a Phillies team that is actually better than I thought they were going to be heading into the season. Yeah, I wish I could have that same sort of confidence. And, boy, you do talk about the Phillies the way a dad talks about a kid. Like, you, it's, you could just – an hour of Kyle Schwarber calf strain talk with Jack Fritz would be a show in itself. I can't advise the people listening to have the same sort of positivity about the Red Sox. They did win their first ALE series of the year on Thursday because they won a one-game series against Baltimore. So it took them August 11th to get that done. They have a, like, I, I would, this is the Red Sox last stand. Okay, Yankees at home this weekend. Sunday Night Baseball to cap it off. Ovaldi, who's been their horse the last couple of years, he goes in game one against Domingo Horman, who has been terrible since coming back off the shoulder issue. He's got a 509 ERA. Righties are crushing this guy this year. So I'm not not buying back in. I'm not telling the audience to buy back in. I'm just saying if there's any life left in the patient, 
you will get one of those little blips. I don't even know what it's called. Like you get the blips at the, the, the hospital. Like, beep, yeah, know, like yeah. if there's a pulse, it comes back this weekend by either taking two out of three or sweeping the Yankees, who, by the way, have the same 7-13 and 13 record the Red Sox do since the All-Star break. So they're not playing well. Herman's not very good. I'm not saying they're going to make a run here for a wild card spot. But if it's going to start, it starts this weekend against the Yankees with that momentum of beating the Orioles last night. But I'm not, I'm not confident in it. And you mentioned Schwarber. How about the buzz around Fenway this week? Ownership, uh, livid that Schwarber is lightening up in Philadelphia and that Hunter Renfro lighting it up. Little buzz around the ballpark last couple of nights oh. at Fenway Park. So it'll be a fun weekend for baseball. If there's going to be any life, you'll see it this weekend, Red Sox and Yankees. Now, has any uh, has have any Red Sox fallen off their bikes uh, lately, or are they all good in in that capacity? Chris Sale did fall off his bike. He did break his wrist after breaking his pinky, after hurting his rib in Fort Myers because of the stupid lockout. He couldn't work out with his team. Uh, after a personal issue, knocked him out for another month this year. Um, after Tommy John surgery, after right. some weird ankle injury in Chicago, like starting in a sense, uh, I, I am not uh, Magnum PI might be some brittle issues with Chris sale. He might, might be injury prone for it. I sniffed that out here this week and he's not the worst part is he's not David price. He's not Carl Crawford guys who just didn't, didn't like Boston. He loves Boston. Like he, he fares well here. Like he deals with it. He just can't stay healthy. So if it's not the worst contract in Red Sox history, guy making $30 million this year, pitched five and two thirds in. <laughs> Must be nice. Must be nice. I could have done that. Uh, so we have a good, we got one. So we're going back to Washington. We got, uh, we got Brewers Cardinals. We have Guardians and Blue Jays. So it's an awesome baseball weekend for guys like Fritz and I who are still very invested in baseball and not completely locked in to NFL preseason football. Uh, it's that time of the show where we say, Jack Fritz, we need a Fritz list. Last two weeks, yep. very too Boston mutt-centric. We need something hopefully better than the last two weeks from you. I heard from our boss, Mitch. He said, hopefully the Fritz list is tuned up heading into this weekend. So what do you have for the people, buddy? My Fritz list today is the most overhyped sports days of the year. Oh, I year, like this. Okay. We are currently in the middle of a period that I can't stand. How high is that? We'll get to that in the Fritz list. Number five is the Kentucky Derby. Obviously, oh, we have to start on. there. Shut your mouth. You're such an idiot. God, you're annoying. Come on. It's a great day. <laughs> Come on, man. Greatest, hey, greatest two minutes in sports. I haven't, even, I haven't even watched it the last couple of years. It doesn't have the same kind of buzz that it used to have. Uh, they need more Smarty Jones and Barbaro for me to be, to be back in <laughs> on the Kentucky Derby. Bad take. Yep. Number four, number four most overhyped sports day of the year. And I'm curious to see if you if you agree with this. And that is the PGA Championship Sunday. Like, I don't think the PGA Championship should be a major. Like, it doesn't have it doesn't have buzz around it. It's like, you know, when I think of majors and I think that majors that matter, it goes Masters, US Open, British Open. And then like I just think the PGA Championship's just another weekend. Like it doesn't I don't think it should be considered a major. Like it doesn't carry the same weight as the other golf majors. Well, you, you make an argument that some, there's other tournaments that feel bigger than the PGA Championship. You know, I, I we again we, we're getting towards the end of the show. I, I got to let you speed up, but yes, I would agree with you on that. that I'd put that well ahead of Kentucky Derby. Go. Uh, three is first preseason games. I hate it. It just it drives me nuts. Everyone gets so excited, and then after the first quarter, everyone's like, "Oh wait, this sucks." Like football's not football's great. It's not that great. 
Um, Biggest ripoff number, in sports. Number two. Number two is the NBA on Christmas. It's regular season basketball. It's, there's no difference because they're, they have cool jerseys on. And in the load management era of the NBA, it doesn't have the, the same kind of bite that it had back in the day. NBA on Christmas is an overhyped sports day, which leads me to, to number one, the most overhyped sports day of the year is the non-playoff college football bowl games. Like, who cares? Why would I care about these bowl games that don't mean anything? Obviously, if you have money on it, it's it's different. But like, no kidding, I gotta stop you. You're, you again on a betting show. You are criticizing some of the best days to gamble on Christmas. I don't want time with my family. Pre- put the kids open presents. I gotta bet Celtics and Nets. It's cri- Christmas Eve. Uh, I want to bet the Hawaii Bowl. So uh, again, no. I'm a gambler. You apparently aren't. I love all these days. You're an idiot as usual. Uh, Thank you so much for listening or watching the BetQL Weekend across the BetQL Network. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you about gambling, Fritz, next week.